Welcome to episode 50 of How to Be a Steminist. This is part two of How to Influence Without Being Sleazy. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back one episode to episode 49. Make sure you listen to that because that's got the foundation of today's episode. So last time I spoke about how to get confident and comfortable with influencing. This time I'm going to give you three practical actions that you can take to start influencing today. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Oh my goodness, episode 50. Can you believe I've been doing this for 50 episodes and you've been listening to me for 50 episodes? (laughs) It's been an absolute honor to be sharing all my thoughts with you over this past year. I guess the podcast will turn a year very soon, a year old very soon. So we'll have to do something to celebrate that. But yeah, I, you know, when I first started this uh, podcast, I was going to just do 10 episodes and see how it went. And I thought, you know, after 10, I'll see how it goes. And if, you know, if it's not going that well, I'm happy to stop. And at least I've got 10 topics out there that will help people. But during those 10 weeks, I got so much amazing feedback and I had people message me on LinkedIn and Instagram and emailing me saying, so-and-so episode really helped me with a certain challenge I had to face at work or, you know, listening to your podcast has inspired me to look for a career or create a career that is more worth living. And I did start this podcast during... I guess when coronavirus started becoming a real thing. So I think I started it in May last year and it was a real point of point in time of reflection for a lot of people. Everyone was forced to slow down, stay at home, not get distracted by all the shiny glittery things in their social lives and to really reflect on what's important to them. And without all those social events, what is going on for them? So this podcast did start up at a good time. And from a personal note, I started this podcast after a few weeks of freaking out because I guess at that stage, my business was still relatively new. And before the pandemic started, I had all these amazing corporate clients lined up and I was about to start doing all these group workshops and obviously and fair enough once the pandemic hit everything was put on hold Um, HR people from these corporate clients were saying we just cannot put 
go ahead with this right now. We have to put people on furlough. We have to make people redundant. We've got to fire people, like personal development in like career for these women in STEM. It's just not a priority right now. And while it's sad that it wasn't a priority, it is fair enough when you're having to let go of people and put all these people on payment plans and all that kind of stuff. It's really difficult for a company to justify putting on career development workshops. So after a few weeks of freaking out that all these clients were dropping like flies, I thought, okay, I've got all this material that I want to share with the world. And if I can't share it through presenting it in a boardroom or on a Zoom call with groups of women, then I may as well put together a podcast that, you know, if at least a few women tune in to learn something new, then I feel like I've at least done my job and spread some good in the world. Since then, thousands of women have been tuning in, you being one of them. And it's just been so amazing to know that the stuff that I've been talking about, the stuff that I've been coaching on and providing workshops on has made such a huge impact to women just like you. So that's the type of work that gets me really excited. I find it super rewarding and I hope that via this podcast you have also learnt to figure out what you find rewarding and to pivot your career so that you can do more of that stuff that inspires you and keeps you going. There's a reason I've been able to keep up this podcast weekly for such a long time. It's because I just get such a buzz from knowing that it makes a difference to you. So what can you do? What can you find in your career that gets you so excited that you just want to keep going and keep being really consistent with the value you provide to your field of work or to your team or to your workplace? Anyway, as I said in the intro, if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, so number 49, that is part one of this one. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. It'll give you the foundation that you need to be able to put into practice the actions that I'm going to give you in this part of the two-part series. I think we're brought up in an environment where we are taught to believe that influencing is like a really sleazy thing. It is manipulative and that you're trying to get someone else to do something that they don't want to or that if you get something that you want by influencing them, then they're going to lose out. But if you go back to episode 49, I'll explain that that is not the case. Real influencers, really good influencers, make sure that the bigger picture is looked after, that, you know, you are actually doing good by influencing, not trying to trick someone. So if that doesn't make sense to you, go back to episode 49, listen to that right now. And as I mentioned last time, Influencing others in the workplace is something that I coach a lot on. This is one of the three core things that I coach on in my coaching practice, which are 
confidence. So that's number one. Number two is strategic thinking, which I spoke a lot on my podcast over the last few weeks. And now I'm talking about influencing, which is the third thing that I coach on. Influencing is something you must be able to master if you want to become a good leader. A lot of leaders think that they are all powerful and they get stuff done, but what they don't realize is that they're not leading, they're just managing. So this is when you just tell people what to do and almost threaten them or, you know, tell them what bad stuff is going to happen to them if they don't do it or, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's managing. You're just telling people what to do. Leadership is a bit different. You are kind of a bit of a role model, but also you get to know the people in your team or the people you're leading a bit better. And you really have to influence in a heartfelt way. So this is what I'm going to be talking about over this episode and for the next month or so at least. So if you're at a stage in your career where you feel like you need to start getting people to listen to you or to act on stuff that you talk about or, you know, just inspire people to take action and you're feeling stuck, you're not able to do that, you feel like people aren't listening to you, then influencing is definitely a skill that you will need to learn if you want to lead with a bit more ease and grace and yeah, to become one of those really inspirational leaders who don't have to shout over people to get noticed. You know, you're going to be the type of leader who people just want to follow and people just want to be on your team. If that's the type of leadership aura you want to start giving out, then I do highly recommend you get in touch with me for coaching on this very topic. You are very welcome to shoot me an email at any time if you've got any questions about what coaching would entail. Or if you'd like to speak to me, I do run discovery calls for those who are inquiring about my coaching services. I'll leave a link in the show notes here for anyone who has questions about coaching, wants to figure out whether it is right for your current situation. And we jump on a 15 minute discovery call where you can ask any questions. I'll give you as much information as possible. And if we do figure out that coaching isn't quite suitable for you at the moment, I can at least give you some resources that will help you along the way to move yourself forwards. But let's get stuck into today's episode. So we are going to be talking about part two of how to influence without being sleazy. And there are three things that I'm going to share with you today. So these are kind of influencing basics. I say basics, but literally no one does it. <laughs> so I'm really letting in, uh, letting you in on some gold here. These aren't difficult things to do. It's just that people don't think about doing them. But with a bit of forethought, with a bit of planning and I guess reflection on how you currently try to influence people and how these three ways of influencing 
others is different, you'll probably be able to grasp these things very quickly. And you'll realize that you can start getting people to listen to you and to come around to your ideas a lot quicker. And they are all based on being empathetic. So when people think about influencing, they might think about tricking others or forcing people or, um, you know, trying to put in a strategy so that, you know, you get in before they think of something and basically just being really icky and manipulative. The three things I'm going to share with you today are totally the opposite of that. They require deep empathy. And I really think that this is one of the superpowers that women in STEM have that a lot of other people might not have in your workplace. So listen up. This is going to be how you get other people to get on board with your ideas and inspire them. So the first influencing basic I want to share with you is the skill of paraphrasing. So the first thing you need to do when influencing others is to gain that empathy that I talked about. So it's to gain that deeper understanding and figure out what it is that they want first. So you know what you want. You're trying to influence them to do something or to believe something that you want them to. But in order for them to listen to you, you first need to understand what they want. Okay, so paraphrasing is a way that you can do that. Now, what is paraphrasing? It is simply reflecting back what the other person has told you, but in your own words. So an example of paraphrasing could be that your boss tells you, hey, this client, Sophie, she is really important to us. Do whatever you can to keep her happy. So some people might just say, yep, got it, boss. You know, leave it with me. But to really gain that deeper understanding, which I definitely, definitely encourage you to do because, uh, yeah, you can, I can see some red flags there. You could say to your boss, okay, so your boss has said, um, do whatever you can to keep her happy. So you could paraphrase and you could say, okay, so I totally understand that Sophie is an important client. What I understand that you want from me is that if she requests something that I drop all of my other projects to make sure her request happens. See that way your boss can now make sure that you've understood what they said correctly. But your boss might be like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant at all. I just meant if they have a request or if they start appearing unhappy to come and let me know straight away. So sometimes when people tell you what they want, they don't do it in a way that is clear enough for you to act on in the right way. So what you need to do is to paraphrase. You say the thing back to them, but in your own words so that you can check that you've totally understand uh, understood what they have requested of you. The reason you need this skill of paraphrasing will now become clear when I tell you the second 
influencing basics skill, which is to find the win-win. In any situation where you are influencing someone to do what you want, you have the ability to find a win-win situation. So as I said before, a lot of people think that when you influence, that means you get what you want and the other person loses out. Really good influencers make sure that everyone is happy, that you win and the person you're influencing is winning as well. So in order to make a win-win happen, you need to understand what is a win for that other person, which is where this paraphrasing comes into play. You can use paraphrasing to figure out what their goals and motivations are. So if you are wanting a promotion, for example, then you can't just say to your boss, I want a promotion and you give nothing back in return, right? And sometimes it's not good enough just to do your job description and do it well. You may need to do some influencing. And the best way that you can find a win-win in this situation is to make sure that your boss wins out of your promotion as well. So for example, if you want a promotion um, by a certain date, you can ask your boss or find out from them by using paraphrasing and by using your empathetic skills, what is important to them or What are the struggles that they are facing that's keeping them up at night? If you can say to them, okay, I would like a promotion by this date. Um, You know, I've noticed that this seems to be a current challenge of yours or a current challenge of the teams. If I'm able to solve this problem, do you think that I would be in a good place to get set up for a promotion this year or whatever it is, you know? You need to figure out what is a win for them. When a manager goes to bat for you for a promotion, you need to make it easy for them. The easier you can make it, the easier it is going to be for you to get a promotion. So another thing is that um, sometimes a manager will have to put a business case forward for your promotion. It's you can make that process easier for them. If you know your boss is really busy and they've got to put all this work together to put you forward for a promotion, ask them, what is the process? What do you need to do? Is there anything I can help with? Maybe you can put together a folder of good feedback or um, some proof or some metrics of things that you achieved over the past 12 months, which means it makes it a lot easier for your boss to put you forward for promotion instead of them having to spend hours on end trying to figure, you know, think of good feedback for you and to think of things that you achieved. If you can hand it to them on a platter, then it's a win-win for them. You've made it easier for them. If you're leading a team and you need to inspire your team members to get on board with an idea that you've got or to start working in a certain way which was different to before, understanding each and every one of your team members to a certain extent and understanding what their goals and motivations are in their careers is a fantastic way to learn how to inspire them. Because once you know what's important to them, you will be able to 
start talking to them in a way that will inspire them. So that's skill number two, finding the win-win in any situation that you want to influence. And you can do that by using skill one, which was paraphrasing. The final influencing skill that I want to share with you is a really easy one to use. It's to use someone's exact language when you're proposing something. So when you are trying to gain an understanding of someone else, you use paraphrasing, which is to use your own language to understand what someone else means. When you're proposing a solution, you can influence them more effectively if you use their language. So their exact wording of what they said they wanted Use that when you're proposing a solution or proposing something that you want them to do. When you're digging around trying to understand someone else's problem so that you can use that to create that win-win situation, you need to listen carefully to the exact words that they use so that when you come to propose a solution or to ask them to do something, you can use their language. The reason this works is because that is how they think. They will feel like you totally understand their problems if you use their language and their exact wording. So listen really carefully. So there we have it. Those are the three influencing basic skills that you need in order to start being an an effective leader and influencer in your own workplace. So first is to use paraphrasing to gain a really deep understanding of the other person's problems and challenges and things that keep them up at night. The next thing you need to do is to find a win-win situation. So you know what you want them to do. So you want to influence them to do something. You also now know what their deepest problems are or their challenges or their deepest desires. Maybe they want to obtain something. Now you understand that because you've done all that paraphrasing. So find the win-win situation. How can your thing that you want them to do also help them achieve their goals? And finally, when you are proposing for them to help you with something or to influence them to do that thing, listen carefully when they're talking about their problems and use the exact wording that they used when you're proposing a solution so that they feel really listened to and that you completely understand their point of view and that you're talking directly to them. You can see that all three of these skills require a deep level of empathy and you're really trying to understand and to help the other person while helping yourself. It's a win-win situation. I know I've said this a lot over the past two episodes, but influencing is all about figuring out what the win-win situation is. 
nothing else. It's got nothing to do with dirty tricks or silly wording slip-ups that you can get people to make when they're agreeing to things or putting sneaky words into contracts or getting people to agree to stuff before they know it's bad for them. It's got nothing to do with those games. It's not a mind game. It really is about understanding the other person's desires or their problems and helping them to solve them or achieve them while also achieving your own goals. It is a complete win-win situation. I hope this two-part series has given you really good insight into how you can start influencing in your workplace and I really want you to think about something that you want to achieve at work and identify at least one situation where you can use some of these skills of firstly getting comfortable with influencing. So what is the greater good of this thing that you want? How does it benefit other people? And then figuring out how to use these three skills in order to make it happen. Now, if you're getting really frustrated that people at your workplace are not listening to you, or it feels like You're telling them things and it's going in one ear and out the other and no one's acting on the stuff that you're suggesting, then influencing is something that you should definitely look into developing more. And if you'd like personal advice and a hand to guide you through every sticky work situation over a period of time, then coaching might be something that you would consider doing in order to help you get to that next level in your career. This is really vital for those in the mid to senior levels of their career where they're transitioning into a time where they were, the t- they were the person who was being told what to do. Now they need to become the person to tell others pe- other people what to do, but no one's quite listening. This is a perfect chance for you to develop that skill. And this is something that you'll use for the rest of your long and successful career. So hop on to a discovery call if you're interested in learning more. Uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes, as I said before, where you can book in for this 15 minute call. You can ask me any questions. If we figure out that coaching isn't suitable for you at this point in time, then I can at least give you some resources to help. But otherwise, coaching may be the best thing that you can do to take your career to the next level and an investment that's worth making for yourself and for the rest of your life. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you don't use any of those apps to listen to podcasts, the next thing that you can do that will help bring other women in STEM on board with this podcast so they can learn more about how to progress their careers is to take a screenshot of your phone right now listening to this podcast and share it on Instagram stories. Tag me so I know that you're sharing it and I can give you a big virtual hug and thank you. My handle on Instagram is at Tiffany Dawson underscore and you might even want to share what your biggest takeaway was. 
I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode on how to influence in the workplace. If you have any questions about influencing that you would love for me to do an episode on, do get in contact with me. All of my contact details are in the show notes below. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your questions. But otherwise, I look forward to speaking to you again next Wednesday. Take care. 